This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, Talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. So if you've been looking for a love at first sight, it's closer than you think. It can be found at your local shelter. So this June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive. Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Super special. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hello, everyone. It is Ashley and it's just me solo today, which is always kind of weird for me because I can't talk to myself the way that Ben does. (laughs) And I mean that in a compliment towards him. But I am going to go through some Bachelor Hot Topics now and then a couple little bullet-pointed thoughts that I had while watching Brad's Seasons over again. 
And then after that, we're going to be having Michelle Money, Ashley Spivey, and Lynnise Adams join the podcast. And I'm really excited about those interviews. Let's start with the first hot topic. It's not that hot, guys. I'm going to be honest. It's more of an evergreen. <laughs> but E! Online just did an article. 12 facts about the Bachelor Mansion. 12 secrets about the iconic home. It was built in 2004. And it was, it's worth a reported $8.75 million, or at least it was back in 2008. It's 9,000 square feet, and it's built on 10 acres of property. It's got six bedrooms and an infinity pool, which you guys have all seen. The contractor and president of the Marshall Group, Marshall Hardin, and his family built the house, and he also lives in the house still when the bachelor isn't filming marshall is a great guy love him so much he he honestly like if i'm passing by and i text him and i'd be like hey can i jump in the pool real quick he'd let me he does it's he's so sweet the house is called it's has a name it's called villa de la vina vina and it's actually available to rent for events like receptions, corporate events, proposals, which I've seen a couple on Instagram. Uh, you can also book Chris Harrison for it. <laughs> and they've also done weddings at the man- at the mansion too. I can see that being a pretty cool wedding venue. They uh, record for about 42 days per season, twice a year. So at this time, Marshall and the family pack up everything. They legit like take everything out of the house, curtains, TVs, pots, pans, clothes, everything. It goes out in one day. They've got it down to a science. Um, And then it takes about two weeks to put the whole house back together again. But whatever you see in the house when you're watching the show, it's not like that um, when they're living in it. it. It has a whole different set of furniture. It looks more like a home than it does a set at that point. Oh, and another thing that they do is they paint the walls different every season. And they kind of coordinate it to whether it's a man in the house or a woman in the house as the lead. And then they sometimes paint it back when they move back in. He says that there's about 44 coats of paint on each wall. And if you're wondering where the Hardin family lives, they stay at a hotel about two or three miles down. He does call it quite a hassle. (laughs) Um, and then the first night, you think about the wet, the the wet driveway, right? Well, that is wet by a, a production assistant who is the hose every night. One, I don't know why they care about it glistening. I'm sure it has something to do with making the lighting look prettier, the environment more lush. Contestants also have like you guys know from just listening to Ben and I on this podcast, full access to the kitchen and you can cook whatever we we want. And the, for those two ish weeks that we are in the mansion filming, there's not like group dinners or buffets or anything like that. The, the feeding yourself is pretty much 100% on you. All right. So I hope you guys enjoyed those little facts. I did. Our next hot topic has to do with where they are filming the bachelor right now. They're calling the La Quinta Resort, a protective bubble right now while filming Claire's season. They say that the amount of crew there is less than a normal season would have. And that, of course, no one is allowed on the resort to go like in and out as they please. 
everybody's been wearing masks and keeping at a social distance. I mean, I don't think the cast is going to be staying at a social distance, but you know what I mean. Um, and there's also a medical team on site that is enforcing all the protocols and administering the tests. There's overall an abundance of safety and caution going on at the La Quinta these days. And what's nice is that the resort does have so much acreage and a lot of the uh, filming time is being done outdoors. Next hot topic is Barb. Barb is running her mouth again. (laughs) And I say that in a nice way. She's talking about Kelly Flanagan and whether she and her son are going to be getting engaged anytime soon. But she says they're taking it day by day. Engagement is not on the radar right now. But when it is, (laughs) you'll hear it from her. (laughs) Oh, Barb. So funny. Demi Burnett says that Cassie Randolph refuses to tell her why she broke up with Colton Underwood. I don't think it's she broke up. I think like why the two of them broke up. But that is the headline from Cosmo. And I think this is just another demonstration of how far Cassie is going to protect Colton and their relationship and all the drama last week about her being on one of the goat episodes, I think is just really crazy because she has been very, very private about all of this. And Demi says she's asked her 50 times, but she won't budge. Well, that's not all that Demi's been saying this week about Colton and Cassie. She's also calling him petty. She did this on the Chicks in the Office podcast. She says that Cassie has been one of my favorite cast members post-show She and I are actually really good friends. I hung out with her recently. This is where she asked about the whole, this this is where she asked about the breakup 50 times. She said that she wouldn't talk about it. She said that she has been so respectful of their privacy and that they're not going to be public about anything about their breakup. Um, Randolph, she says, has nothing bad to say. She even cried at one point during their meeting. She said it was really hard. Um, She cares about him so much. And she said, so even though I don't know what happened, she's really loyal to her word on on that being the privacy. Uh, So with the Instagram drama and Colton being mad about the fact that she went on the Bachelor episode, I really think that's ridiculous because uh, she didn't even say anything about the relationship at all. She also said, I think that he was just like being petty and trying to get a reaction out of her. But I was really proud of her for what she said. Um, She said that I think that it was really cool that she stood up for herself. And that was the best way she could have handled it. Our next hot topic is pretty hot. Uh, So we all know if you follow pop culture that Vanderpump Rules has a couple cast member spots available right now since uh, Stassi and Kristen will no longer be on the show and Sheena Shea is suggesting that her friend Jasmine Good our bachelor one of our bachelor alums be a part of their cast okay so this all came about on Friday's episode of shenanigans Jasmine said this at the suggestion I don't know I mean for me it's one of those things where if it makes sense at the time sure So maybe I would. I think I would. I think I'd be great. (laughs) She goes on to say, one, I think it'd be great because you guys do not have anybody that looks like me on the show right now. So number one, you do need some representation. So she says that she'd entertain the idea and see what's up. She also said that, quote, I've met a lot of people on this show and they just want to be this character. 
Maybe since I've already been on a TV show, I don't care about that part. To me, it's going to be very real and authentic. And that's why I'm kind of scared if I did do it, if I am to be honest. Okay, so basically she doesn't want to be playing a character. She just wants to be herself. So we'll see if this idea that they had on shenanigans comes to be. Our final hot topic leads into this week's overall discussion. Brad Walmack says that he would not be The Bachelor for the third time. I did love Brad as a Bachelor. I know he's very vanilla. He's a little straight-laced. But he is kind of the quintessential bachelor to me as far as, like, the caricature of it all goes, you know? But Brad is currently in a relationship and not interested in putting himself through that. So I watched, of course, last night the Brad Goat episode. Brad was the first season I ever watched. But it was 10 years ago, and I had some good laughs and thoughts uh, rewatching it a decade later. Like, when you say a decade, it really changes things. It's like, wow, that is a damn period of time. My first laugh was Chris Harrison calls him the sexiest bachelor ever. And I think he definitely was at that point leading up to 2010. I still think he's a very sexy, good-looking man. But you guys, I need to know, is he the sexiest Bachelor ever? I'd say that there have been some guys that are more my type since. And uh, let me know what you think. Tweet at me, at Ashley Iko, because I'd love to know who you guys think was the sexiest Bachelor ever and if we need to retire that title for Brad. And then I was also wondering... Was he ever on the show prior? I don't think he was. I think Brad was one of those guys that they saw was a good-looking, hardworking, successful Southerner, and they kind of plucked him out of obscurity, gave him the title of Bachelor, and then did it twice. So that's interesting. I think it was probably the last time we've had a lead until Matt James, who was not part of the cast the season or couple before. And then uh, Chris Harrison also says at the beginning of this that it was the most shocking moment in Bachelor history when Brad doesn't choose two girls or he doesn't choose from either of his final two girls. And I was thinking, is that still the most shocking moment in Bachelor history? It's up there. It's definitely up there. I'd have to say, in my personal opinion, it may be tied now with Peter's season. And just all that went down in the top three and post-show, you know, section of that whole thing. Because there are more twists and turns in that than I can remember seeing. Another thing that made me laugh while watching this was baby doll dresses. These girls... We're getting, they were walking out of the limo in baby doll dresses. They were, they were going to be proposed to in baby doll dresses. It's a uh, fashion item that I'm glad has um, cooled down a bit because they're cute every now and then, but to use them as your, you know, your formal attire, it doesn't work for me. And watching Brad season, the first one for the first time, I had to think at the end of it all. Did they make him choose between dumping the girls completely or getting engaged to one of them? Because I'm really confused, still kind of, why he didn't ask Deanna just to date a little bit. Because he could have been like, look, I I really like you. 
I don't, I'm not there. I'm not that point to propose. I don't even know if I'm at that love point, but I'd like to see how this goes in real life. But he didn't take that. He didn't take that route. So I'm wondering like if he really truly thought that it, it couldn't go anywhere with, with her and how he was feeling that entire time throughout the entire process. Was he thinking, I don't think there's a girl here that I can really see myself with or did that decision come down to the last day? Anyway, questions that may always remain questions, but they weren't, it wasn't really completely clear to me watching this uh, goat episode back. I had to laugh when Chris Harrison had Brad on the couch during after the final rose. And he was talking about why Brad decided to buy the ring. (laughs) He's like, but you bought the ring. Why would you buy a ring if you weren't planning on proposing? I'm like, oh yeah, Chris, this is, this is back at a time that we pretended that the, the lead bought the ring or that like the proposed, the proposing person bought the ring. Guess Neil Lane wasn't a sponsor back then, but I thought that was pretty freaking funny. I've got a couple more things that I want to mention before getting Michelle money on the phone. The girls didn't know who the bachelor was when they pulled up and yet they had all of these very witty things to say to Brad. They show the limo pulling up and they're like, who is it? Who is it? Oh, it's Brad. Oh my God, it's Brad. And yet they all had something to say that was just perfectly tailored to Brad, like Chantel and the slap. I'm like, okay. So they pretend to the girls like there was a list of options and it could be any of those men. (laughs) And then did they have to come up with entrances for each of the possible bachelors? I don't know. This was silly. It seemed a little produced to me. I also love the time where Emily says, my mom says it's better to be home alone than to be home (laughs) and wish you were alone. And I think that is a great phrase for girls in a relationship these days to think about before, you know, getting a ring on it, before committing, before moving in together. Just repeat that line to yourself a time or two. It's better to be home alone than to be home and wish you were alone. All right. Well, I obviously feel a little awkward talking to myself on this podcast. So I'm going to get Michelle Money on the phone. We'll talk a little bit more about Brad's season, her role in it, and all the the life changes that have been thrown her way recently. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross, you'll find huge deals on all the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. 
We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And I mean, every style for spring. There's something for the guys, too, with deals on brand name shirts. And you can get outside this spring with savings on outdoor tableware. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about using your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service that you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening. Because they believe that their product should provide more than just power, they should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely. Available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Hey guys, today it is just me, but I have some amazing guests from Brad Season, including one of in my personal opinion, the most iconic Bachelor contestant. <laughs> She's always kept it real. She's always had the best beauty moments. And Michelle Money, you have always had this amazing motherly, protective, encouraging quality when somebody needed it on the show. And I love Thank you for you. being here. 
Oh, I'm so happy to be here. It's such a trip that we're doing this 10 years later, but here we are. It is so crazy. So I do want to talk about Brad's season. And I know that you kind of had like some emotional baggage. Uh, Yeah. Just 10 years later, you were still experiencing it. And you're not alone because so many people have been like, I thought I put my season to bed and now they're regurgitating it (laughs) so many years later. Yeah, it's this emotional like upheaval of this thing that you thought. I know for me, I really thought I had like dealt with it all. Um, and everyone's experience is different. Mine on The Bachelor just happened to be like very edited and very, um, I mean, I even had the executive producers apologizing to me about how overly edited I was. And so for me, it was like, of I mean, of all the shows they've done, the three shows I've done, that's the one show I would never want to relive again. <laughs> I so, have a season like that too. Okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so I get I mean, it. Um, but I do want to talk yeah. to you about Brielle first. So of course, oh, like, yeah. you know, all bachelor nation was, I mean, I like to think that all bachelor nation was following your story with Brielle in March. She had a skateboarding accident. We were praying, praying, praying. Um, do you feel comfortable kind of like going through the stages Totally. that, okay. So like from the accident, like, can you explain what happened for those who didn't follow? Yeah, so um, on March 29th, Brielle had decided that she wanted to go on a little longboarding um, trip by herself, which in my, where I live, it's kind of slopey and lots of hills, but she usually does her longboarding at her dad's house, which is totally flat. So she's like, mom, I wanna go get my longboard and, and go on a ride. I'm like, okay, so listen, you gotta wear your helmet. She's like, no, mom, I don't need a helmet. Like, I'm a professional longboarder. I'm like, you're not a professional longboarder. <laughs> um, and, and I'm like, you need to wear your helmet. Well, she left by herself, didn't put her helmet on. And her first run, which was just right outside of her house, is down this steep hill. And we think that she probably hit like a manhole and, and just crashed and just smacked her head. So she landed on the right side of her head and the force was so severe that it like pushed her brain to the left side. So there was bruising on the left side and damage and a fractured skull on the right. So she was, because she was by herself and she had just left, I, about 10 minutes passed. And then I was like, I wonder what she's doing. So I look out my window and I can kind of see at the bottom of the hill like some commotion going on. Well, turns out Brielle had been laying there by herself for 13 minutes before my neighbors who happened to be on a walk saw her laying in the street and called 911. And so I thought maybe she had like broken an ankle or twisted her wrist. Long story short, I drive down there thinking I'm just going to take her right to the ER and she's unconscious and laying in the street, blood everywhere. I mean, I'm freaking out. The neighbors, thank God, um, found her in time because she wasn't getting oxygen to her brain and all the stuff that happens with brain injuries. So we, uh, yeah, got her sent right over to Primary Children's Hospital where she was in a coma for 10 days. And she and, was she was in the hospital for a whole month, right? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yep. Um, just how did you, how was the support? Did you feel support from your fans oh i could not believe how much support and love and um attention was was had over all of us i really i mean it's been the one thing that i feel 
totally confident in is the power of prayer. And we talked about that because yeah, you said I mean, that after this, you really believed in it. I could not believe the timing of like we had decided to do like a big group prayer on Sunday. Um, you know, it had been a week since, and she was still in a coma. And we did this uh, group prayer at four, four o'clock. And that is when everything started um, shifting for the better. And a few days later, they were able to take her out of a coma. So it's just been amazing. I mean, all the love that you and everyone from the Bachelor family gave. And and a really cool story is at, uh, Emily Maynard had shared my story on her Instagram and one of her um, followers was followed the story and made her her little boy put this helmet on. Well, the next day he got in, he got hit by a car. He's four years old, got hit by a car, but he had his helmet on. So, and like Brielle saved his life yeah. through Emily Maynard's post. Like Bachelor, the Bachelor family is just like such a powerhouse of like influence. And so it really has, I mean, I get messages all the time. My child now wears their helmet because of your story. And um, so, I mean, it just spread like wildfire and everyone was just so wonderful and supportive. And, and 26 days after she was checked into the hospital, she was walking out and she is now like doing so awesome. I mean, she's still got a lot that she has to wait for, for just the brain takes about a year to heal. Mm -hmm. So she's still struggling with some short-term memory um, issues and some focusing issues and headaches and, um, but like physically, she's just like back to herself. There was a while where we thought she was going to be paralyzed on her left side of her body. Mm. Um, I mean, there were so, she had blood clots. There were so many things that could have just taken this down a totally different path. But I truly believe because of all the prayers and love, she is thriving and doing amazing. And we believe she will have a full recovery. That's amazing. I'm so, I know. I'm so, so happy to hear this. We kind of all felt like we, well, I, I'm speaking on behalf of everyone. I should speak on behalf <laughs> of me. I felt like not only do I have a connection to you, but like through watching Brielle and just you talk about her on the show, I feel like a lot of fans felt like they kind of knew her and watched her yeah. grow up too, because yeah. now she's, did you say 15 and a half? 15. She's 15, 15. and a half. Yeah, that is 15. so crazy. And then on, on Brad's season, she was five. I know it's like, what is going on? It's such a trip. And, and yeah, I do think, you know, Brielle has been a huge part of, you know, the dialogue that I've had throughout my experiences on each show. So yeah, it's, it's, I love that people feel like they are connected to her and it's just made all the difference in her recovery. I truly believe that. Do you guys, do you feel like even more attached to her at the hip? Like, do you feel like you're like, I'm obsessed and overly protective well, of you right now? It is. I just have such a deeper compassion and understanding for anyone who has watched their child go through like a living hell and come out on the other side you just it changes you forever and I just for me the biggest change that I have found is that I really am actively um parenting her first and being her friend second where before it was the reverse and that is what got us into this accident where like I, it was just like this wake up call, like, Michelle, you are her mother. Your job is to protect her. You should have taken that helmet and strapped her in it or else not let her go. And so for me, there's a lot of guilt that I wasn't 
a parent first. And so now as I move forward, you know, as I get the amazing opportunity to continue to parent her, I'm like, I'm showing up differently in her life. And I have to, you know, as until she's 18 years old or moves out or whatever, like you, th these are the rules. Like we've dialed things back, like less screen time, dialing in the curfew, like being overly protective about like who she's hanging out with and what she's, um, what she's up to. So yeah, it's, it's changed me in a lot of ways, but that's the biggest way. And you also have had the support of your boyfriend. Um, is his name is Mike Weir? He's a professional golfer. Is Weir? Is that, is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah. You guys yeah. have been together for how long now? So we um, we just celebrated our four year anniversary in May, and it's so funny because um, we just have had this beautiful, organic, slow progression of a relationship that has been like so healthy. And like, we've never fight. We just have this very deep respect for each other. Mm -hmm. And, but we've never wanted to get married. So on our anniversary in May, Mike got down on a knee and gave me a ring and asked me to be his forever girlfriend. So, really? Okay. So now I need to know more about this. So, so he's a perfect match, your true love. You never yeah. wanted to get married. Is it because, was he married in the past? Yep. He's been married before. I've been married before. And we almost just feel like things are so good and so beautiful that like, we don't want to do anything to like mess anything up okay. and where we're at. And not that like marriage would mess it up, but like, I feel like Mike is like a hundred percent hell yes, but marriage is not a 100% hell yes for either of us. Okay. So, and you both have children from prior yeah. relationships. So I yeah. think to some degree that affects yeah. it because you don't have totally. kids together. Yeah, we don't want more kids. We have um, a beautiful relationship with each other's children that just feels really healthy and good. And I just, for now, this is what we're doing. And um, yeah, like committed 100%. But I wear my ring on my right hand. I'm like, I don't know. There's something about it. I'm like, I had it on the left hand for a while. And I'm like, I just can't. Like, so I switched it over to the right. We just... I don't know when you've been through a marriage and you've been divorced and then you've seen a lot of divorce in your life. Mm -hmm. It's like, there's, I'm at this place where I'm like, I just don't know that that's what we want to do in our lives right now. Okay. So now I have to ask about the rings. Do you, I like the thought of Jared wearing a ring because it yeah. says to other women I'm taken and you know, yeah. vice versa with me. So do you guys have, do you have guys coming up to you trying to hit on you? Does he have girls, you know, is it, there's not that stay away symbol. Yeah, but it doesn't, for us, that doesn't mean anything. Gotcha. You know, like I don't wear this every day yeah. and I don't need him to wear one. And like, it is a really beautiful, what it represents is so beautiful. Um, and I love having it on. I'm getting more and more used to it. But like, if girls hit on Mike, it <laughs> means nothing to me. Like It's flattering to me. Yeah. Like there's right. no intimidation or like concern or like, we just have a really solid relationship. I don't know. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Thank you. I'm really, really happy for you. Um, Thank so you. let's talk a little bit about Brad season. So from the beginning, you know what? Okay. So let's you <laughs> it's so funny because I Brad season was the first season I watched kind of um mm. I watched Allie's season 
and but I, I watched it in a really quick like two day binge so but Brad season was the first one that I watched week by week and which his first his, his first time oh, your time yours your time okay cool so the second one and okay, I remember cool. my like I tried to transport myself back to like the week by week and I was like my sister and I would be like man Michelle like she's she can be so bad she can be so annoying but she's so pretty I, like, I can't even hate her because she's so pretty like that was our thing but I remembered that I was often annoyed by your actions but that was only when I really transported myself back to that because you and I feel like myself if I'm to my own horn have had our bad times on the show the way that we were well you know uh, maybe we were a little mean and maybe we were a little extra but at yeah. the end of the day we we are blessed to be thought of as loved characters how right. do you feel you are able to just evolve like that well i think for me a lot i learned so much from from you know just to rewind like right before i went on to film the show i had like walked away from my religion that I had like grown up in the Mormon religion. Um, I had been divorced. I was just like kind of like a new single mom with like a new kind of sense of um, confidence and security. And like, um, I just was in this place in my life where I was really kind of stepping into my sexuality, my um, independence, um, my own free thinking. And so I kind of, it was, it's so interesting when I look back at it now at how like, oh, I was just like, I was just like trying to figure it out. And so, but that's not what everyone else knew. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, for me personally, when I watched some of the show, cause I didn't watch all of it. When I watched my season, it was like a slap in the face of like, whoa, girl, like, who do you think you are? <laughs> kind of a thing because I really was like very <clears throat> overly confident and, 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 and arrogant in a lot of ways. Um, but through that, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about myself and it's helped me to become a, a more well-rounded version of myself. So then I went on to do bachelor pad and bachelor in paradise and taking the things that I'd learned from that experience, which by the way, is the most like awful setting to put women in this like one man all these women like your insecurities get thrown out in the most bizarre ways I mean it like, was of course really, you're going to be the worst version of yourself the worst version <laughs> and then they're only showing the worst versions <laughs> the worst of the worst there's a lot of, of really soft and more compassionate sides of me that were not shown but um it did give me an opportunity as the years have gone by to kind of like reflect and really and really kind of look a little deeper at how I showed up then versus like how I'm showing up in my life now. And I've come a long way. I I feel the exact same way. It yeah. really like pushed me into a state of growth. Yeah. And I'm forever thankful for it. Yeah. Um you guys, uh you also but like I also feel like people didn't quite understand your sense of humor a lot of the times. Right. Like you were being snarky. Like you thought that you yeah. were being like funny with like a little attitude yeah. where I also made that kind of mistake because yeah. you put a little music behind it. You clip yeah. that in during a certain scenario and people don't see your like self-aware sense of humor at all. 
For sure. And that was something that I think I had to look at because I think sarcasm in a, a lot of times is like a defense mechanism. And a lot of the things I were saying were sarcastic, but it was coming from this true place of insecurity where it was like, I didn't quite have my, uh, my, my footing on like my, my feelings and being able to fully express what I was really feeling. And so instead of like letting myself express that in a healthy way, it kind of comes out through sarcasm. Mm -hmm. And so it was interesting for me to see like how sarcastic I was and how that was actually sh a shield I would use to keep me from feeling pain or feeling insecurity. Right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, you also talk about on your Instagram this week, about your insecurities, about this season re-airing and the fact that you said that, you, you know, we were talking about it earlier. You had so many feelings that you thought would be gone by now, but you don't. Yeah. You said this thing that we're all villains and we're all heroes at the same time. I love it when you said you're like, I'm mean, but I also have a loving heart. I'm lazy, but I'm a hard worker. It's this 10 minute video she posted. You guys should go watch it. You're so eloquent and so like amazingly articulate. The fact that like that's not edited and you're just like rambling in the car is amazing. But I want to talk about how just the self-discovery that you had recently. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Like it's embarrassing to even talk about because it's been 10 years and it's like, no one's talking about me. Like everyone's moved on. No one's, no one's dwelling on it, but when I got the call that they were going to be re-airing my season, it evoked this like uncomfortable anxiety that I have been living with that comes and goes like, you know, throughout the years, like it's very rare that I feel it now, but when it, when it hits me, it like hits me. And it was just like, why is this still, what is, what am I not seeing? I mean, I've been through therapy. I've done all sorts of like healing modalities. I've done all the, the work right around it. But the one thing I never did was own it like own that I am a villain and that that's just part of like being human and it was this really powerful connection I made through my recent like the veil kind of being lifted off me around racism because I've really been looking at my white privilege and, and I've really had to look at which is it's funny now that I look back on my season there was so much white privilege that I was caring. I mean, it was like privilege all over the screen. It was just like, oh my God, Michelle, it's like mortifying now as far as just like, so anyway, I've been, I've really been dissecting that. And I really had to look a little bit deeper at like what, what I'm not seeing about myself. And I read the book, White Fragility, which was very. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I did me. too. I had, I had the author on the, on my other podcast. Oh my gosh. Stop it. <laughs> I'm going to have to listen. I just found it to be so like, so refreshing to be like, oh, okay. There's this thing about me and I can't change it unless I look at it and own it. And that's kind of what I did with this villain title of being like, oh, I have to own it and then I have to integrate it and I have to show up differently. And for whatever reason, it just like removed the charge that was like landing in, in my chest every time I would even think about my season on The Bachelor. And it's funny that that was a few weeks ago and I have felt so much more peace and like resolution and kind of like contentment around all of it ever since I just like looked at it and owned it and then just was like, oh, it's just like part of, my personality and we have to own all of these aspects of who we are as human beings in order to really see each other as equal right right 
so what do you think about cancel culture oh gosh (laughs) because I feel like it rolls over it's like well you can admit that part of you is a little villainous part of you is a little bit mean but how but it doesn't admitting that doesn't go hand in hand with with cancel culture because in cancel culture you have to be 100% pure and perfect yeah I I mean I struggle a lot with it and the the problem that I'm seeing like is just how hard it is now to 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 feel comfortable speaking your truth yes and it's very dangerous when we start um like being so um, black and white about things mm-hmm. and not finding any room for grace or forgiveness or understanding. And it's scary and it makes people silent themselves, um, silence themselves. And I, I don't know, it's, it's scary. How do you feel about it? I feel like I'm probably a worse host today than I would have, than I probably was a year ago, because I feel like both Ben and I together censor ourselves a lot more and we overanalyze like every little sentence we're about to say because we don't want it to be misconstrued we know it's coming from a good place but if you just have like the wrong word there or you're struggling to articulate yourself people will jump it and and call it something it wasn't intended I think it's interesting how um you know I was talking to my sister about um gender inequality and she brought up a really good point about how if you were to take a metal beam and bend it one direction in order to get it back to equal you kind of have to overextend it the other direction for it to kind of land mm-hmm. right back mm-hmm. to equal mm-hmm. and that's what i'm feeling is happening with with racism with inequality with with social injustices is like we have to have someone scream it in our face and make and overemphasize it for us to hopefully land back right around here. Because I do think there are people who are carelessly throwing out um, reckless and damaging and toxic conversations that should be canceled to some degree mm-hmm. and should be, people should be held accountable. My hope is just that like, it kind of, we use all of this as like a wake up call to just like, eventually end up back in in the middle where we can just all show up as like kind of a better more evolved version of ourselves with a little bit more insight into a lot of injustices and inequality going on in the world i love that analogy honestly i, just, I think you need your own talk show i'm oh i know there's too many podcasts out there but perhaps you should start one because you like have a lot of oprah in you <laughs> Oh my God, that's so yeah, nice. Yeah, I feel like you do. Okay, I want to talk about some more fun stuff regarding Brad's okay. season right after this break. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, 
for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross, you'll find huge deals on all the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops, and I mean every style for spring. There's something for the guys, too, with deals on brand name shirts. And you can get outside this spring with savings on outdoor tableware. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about using your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service that you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and I Fund Women grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening. Because they believe that their product should provide more than just power, they should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely. Available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. All right, guys, we are back with Michelle Money. Michelle, you called yourself the first villain. 
were you truly because you were like the first season I watched were you really the first villain yeah I think I really was I mean I think that there was like rated r who was on like Ali's season who like but as far as like a female character there was also Vienna um oh Vienna okay yeah but as far as like I mean yeah I think I think I was one of the first (laughs) I don't know how to feel about that I think you probably were because even though I didn't watch the show, I feel like I would have known other names. Yeah, yeah. What the heck was up with your black eye that one day? You woke up, you really never were able to figure out the black eye. Never. All I know is it was 100% alcohol induced. Um, That's it. Like I had been drinking, I don't, and I woke up and did not remember (laughs) much of the night, clearly. Um, But I have no recollection on on what happened. I have no clue. Isn't that weird? It's so weird. We so all dumb. thought it was like makeup or some sort of production element. And it wasn't. So no. So weird. Well, you ooze sexuality on Brad season. And I like need tips. Give girls yeah. tips out there. How yeah. do we just like embrace that confidence that you had? And yeah, yeah. Give me an Oprah here. Give me an Oprah. Well, I don't, I don't know that I'm necessarily um, proud of of that, in, I mean, I, I do love that I am in touch with my sexuality, but I do think that um, there was a comment that um, um, Chantel had made where it's like, Michelle is a girl who's used to getting what she wants and she usually does. And that is true for how I was in my twenties. Like I was able to use my beauty and my sexuality to get me ahead in life. Mm-hmm. And it, as I look back at it now, it's not something to be proud of when you're doing it with the intention of using your sexuality in an, in like a very authentic sexual moment, um, then I think it's powerful when you're using it in order to get ahead mm-hmm. or get, um, attention that I don't know, like I'm not super proud of the way I showed up that way sexually, to be honest. Okay. But you did say things. But yeah, go ahead. Yes. I will say, Confidence is such an important factor in in be in becoming more sexual and owning your sexuality is feeling confident in your own skin, which goes back to accepting all aspects of who you are, which I think is one thing that I've learned because of The Bachelor. Like I was able to take kind of the pain of what I went through and turn it into power in a really authentic way and not a phony look at me, I'm sexy way. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of that transformation came from being on the show. Totally, totally. When you watch moments back, like the time you got Brad in the room said, you have Uh some big decisions to make. No Uh talking, no talking. No talking. We got to send some girls home now. What do you feel? I mean, it's kind of amazing. (laughs) And like cringy at the same time. Well, what people didn't see was that they had the whole they had me walk into the room. And when I went and talked to them and told them I wanted to have this conversation, there were two chairs there. When I walked in, both of the chairs were gone and there was just a bed. And I was like, no, 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 no. So I turned around and left. And I'm like, I'm not doing that, you know? So they're like, okay, okay, we, we set it back up with the chairs. And I walk in, there's just one chair and he's sitting in it. And I'm like, oh my God. You're like, there's a compromise. I mean, I was just drunk enough to be like, all right, let's do this. Like, took a lot of like, yeah producing and like gearing me up and pouring the alcohol and I'm just a ham I don't know 
I love it's it. cringy. It's all very cringy. It's so funny. Um, I also need to talk to you about the fact that you were one of the women that I loved the first night because you didn't think that Brad should be the most hated man in America. No. Yeah. I was wondering why so many people were giving him shit because, like, sure, the other two women that he left at, you know, the quote altar the season before yeah. were wonderful women. But if he wasn't feeling that yeah. strongly towards yeah. any of them, why would we have wanted him to pick somebody temporarily? Yeah, no, I love when people do the hard thing, the right thing, even when it's hard, you know, and that is such a sign of character for me that he did the right thing, even when it was hard. And so I found that to be incredibly sexy and something to applaud. Love it. Love it. My last question for you has to do with our dear friend, Claire Crawley. Oh, 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 so, so amazing. I really, when I think of you guys, I think of you together. Um, maybe it's because the time you were on the show, maybe it's because of your friendship, but you guys both just like elude strong, sexy women who like don't deal with any crap. Yeah. Um, but I need to know about how you feel about the age range of the guys that we saw were announced last week. I think it's perfect. Yeah. I think it's a great spectrum of men. I think Claire really truly does normally date younger guys. So I, I'm actually on board with, they added more men. They added some older men. I think it's going to, I think it's, I think we're going to be good. Was there anyone amongst those, those, those guys that you looked at and said that could be one that could be him? I don't remember anyone's names. I'd have to pull it up and look again. Okay. But, but, but there are a couple of good, guys some there, good feelings. I mean, there's like, a few that are like, yes. And there's a few that are just like, that's a no. We're going to be just like, that's just going to have to be a no. And oh. I don't remember any names. Well, if we had more time with Michelle, I, know. I would definitely be going through the list and having some good girl talk. But we'll right now, again. we will. Um, we need to get Ashley Spivey on the phone, Michelle. It's so wonderful to catch love up with you. you. And thank you for all like your wisdom. You're oh, wonderful. Girl, I'm, I love you. I appreciate it very much. Tell Spivey hi. Okay. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs> What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross, you'll find huge deals on all the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And I mean, every style for spring. There's something for the guys, too. With deals on brand name shirts. And you can get outside this spring with savings on outdoor tableware. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about using your credit card? 
With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service that you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening. Because they believe that their product should provide more than just power, they should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely. Available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. All right, guys, we are back with Ashley Spivey. Hello, Ashley. Hi, Ashley. Did you get to see this episode, Brad's double header? I haven't. Okay, so I'm going to be honest. You're not really in it. (laughs) (laughs) I did not think I was going to be. Um, Every time someone would tell me it was coming on, I was just like, I I mean, I made it to, I think, like 11th place. I wasn't expecting to be on a ton um besides like maybe first impression rose maybe like the two-on-one wait you got the first impression rose yeah and they didn't show it (laughs) i was wondering um when it was airing they were talking there was a first night you know chantel slaps him um he's talking to emily and michelle i'm thinking who got the first impression rose was it emily was it chantel it must have been chantel it was you it was me 
<laughs> and you only stuck around to the 11th place. What do you think happened there? I think that I started off strong. And then the more I hung out with Brad, the more it was obvious to producers that he just is really not my type. Um, going into it, I thought it was going to be Chris Lambden, who was yeah. a little more kind of like college frat guy party boy and brad was like my dad <laughs> <laughs> brad does have a very steady energy about him yes at the time you were into frat boys though <laughs> unfortunately i mean luckily i got out of that phase but at the time i not that I wasn't ready to settle down. I was definitely looking for like a great love in my life. I just don't know if Brad was that for me. And I think him and I just would not have connected on that level at all. He would have been a little boring for me. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. But so even though you're not a huge name that we connect back to Brad's season, we, you are still a huge name in the franchise when it comes to those hardcore fans. Like when I think of Ashley Spivey, I think that you are an advocate for those and things that we don't normally see represented enough on the show. Uh, you've developed a great relationship with Reality Steve and you do podcasts with him a lot. I want to talk about how you guys formed that bond. Um, so I think it kind of started even just being an advocate for people on the show after my season, um, when Ashley Rosenbaum, who was my best friend in the house, I started my own blog mm -hmm. um, called Say No to Cosmo, where I would do recaps of the shows or the episodes. And I would kind of like peel back the curtain a little bit. And I would do um, interviews with contestants where if they weren't given a lot of screen time, you would kind of get to know them better and like the causes that were important to them and things like that. And I would do them kind of in meme form mm -hmm. that they were funny, but also like they had some substance to them, I guess. Um, and then ABC actually hired me because back in the days they would feature people's or contestants recaps on their website. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, vaguely. Yeah. Um, and then this is probably where like my issues with production started, but I found out that they were paying me way less than a male counterpart. Ooh. It was Michael Sagliano. And I, oh. um, I mean, Michael Sagliano to told me, this is like how I know this. Mm -hmm. um, but so I stopped doing it. I just put, I kept them on my website and was just like, all right, screw you, ABC. <laughs> and um yeah, so I think that's when I kind of like, I, I, I love the show, don't get me wrong. Um, they offered me a great opportunity. I wouldn't have this platform if it wasn't for them. I got a great edit on the show. I'm still friends with producers, um, but I think there are ways that they can do better. And so I met Reality Steve at a charity event and he was really good friends with Michelle Money at that time. That's how I kind of started talking to him. And I realized he's not as horrible kind of as everyone thinks whenever you get off the show. Um, and in a lot of ways, I'd like to think that maybe I've kind of helped him be better in some of his recaps of the show and the way that he, um, chooses to cover people and things like that. Oh, how so? <laughs> um, I mean, this is something he'll even say. Um, I think sometimes he would 
be a little misogynistic mm -hmm. in his recaps um, or just a little too overly harsh and um, snarky. And I think sometimes he would get into areas of people's lives that he didn't necessarily have to report on. Mm -hmm. So now I think he sees contestants more as humans uh, rather than dollar signs for his site. So, um, but the podcast I do with him, it, it's mainly relationship advice or just general advice where people just feel really stuck in a situation and then he'll give his opinion I'll give my opinion we don't always agree but a lot of times we play off each other well so I think our friendship and just doing that podcast together has changed him um for the for the good I don't know <laughs> you recently did a podcast with him I think this week about Claire's eliminated men I'm a little confused about this, but I want you to educate me on it because from what I gather, the 42 men that were released last week, not all of them are going to hit the screen. No, um, I'm not even sure in terms of how many were eliminated. Um, it looks like there were about 50-50 older guys and 50-50 of the younger guys okay. um, that actually got eliminated. But not um, by Claire herself or by, not by Claire herself. Yeah. Um, there was one person who was let go because he tested positive for COVID. Okay. So just one of those guys was a positive test. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. But they're saying that he was not put back on that plane with COVID. So <laughs> a lot of people were freaking out. Um, That's good. <laughs> no, exactly. That's, uh, I mean, the way the guy, his name was Alex, the way he um, kind of portrayed it was he's in a limo or a, a car and he says COVID to Alex zero. And then you see him next on a plane and he has his mask down. And I mean, I automatically was just like, what are you doing? <laughs> Don't Oh my so. goodness. Okay. All right. So interesting stuff. We probably won't be seeing all 42 guys. Ben and I were very overwhelmed. We're like, how in the world do you date 42 people, keep track of their names, decide who you like? So it'll be more of a normal size cast, I'm assuming. Yes. I and I thought Brad had one of the biggest opening night casts. How much was that? I think he had 30. We had 32 on Christmas yeah. season. But I think it meant that he eliminated more than usual on night one because I think he took it down to like 20, eh, 22. So, no, maybe not. Yeah. All right. So, you also, um, you you have been such a commentator on the show, which is why I think you've stayed relevant. Um, you've been somebody who's just been like an outspoken advocate for how the show can evolve, um, whether it's raci more racially inclusive or more inclusive about having queer people on the show, how do you want to see the franchise look in five years and how do you think it'll actually look? Um, so I actually just read this really great book um, called One to Watch. I don't know if you've heard about it, mm -mm. but it's by um, an author named Kate Stamen London. And she imagines this bachelorette who is a plus size blogger. And 
they pick her as the bachelorette because they really do want to move in a different direction. Mm -hmm. And then she has a very diverse cast of men. It even includes someone who um, is kind of considered asexual. Mm -hmm. Um, I think what I would like to see, I would like to see more size inclusion mm -hmm. in terms of the show. Mm -hmm. I, I think there's just a lot of thin women and fit men. And I think it should look more like America. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I know that there's been a huge push for production to really take into consideration what the bachelor diversity campaign has been pushing for. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that with Claire's men, I mean, I'll, I'll have to check even with um, the men that they did eliminate, but it looked like some good stats in terms of oh, diversity. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and I love that they picked Matt James for The Bachelor. I just hope that the women they cast aren't just skinny white women. I would, I would like for there to be diversity and size inclusion there as well. Um, and one day I would love to have a gay bachelor or gay bachelorette. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I just think it's time to evolve. Um, we've had how many seasons of mainly white characters and casts on the show and it would just be nice to have something different. Totally. On a more personal note, you and your husband are, you're, well, you are pregnant. <laughs> you guys are having a baby. You're having a boy. Congratulations. Yes. When are you due? I'm due February 1st. Okay. So are you, you're just going into the second trimester? Yes. Okay. Well, <laughs> how was that first one on you? Um, so I actually did not know I was pregnant for the first two months. Oh my goodness. Um, so easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, kind of what had happened was um, we've been trying for a year to get pregnant after I had a miscarriage last year. Yeah, I remember um, we talked okay. about that last time. And um, we had kind of just given up. My IUI cycle was canceled because of COVID. And things were pretty bad here in New York. So my husband and I were just like, this is not the time to try. Let's just take it off the table. Um, let's maybe go in for an IVF appointment. So we had scheduled an IVF appointment on a Thursday. My sister came to see me on a Tuesday and I was just telling her how I had felt kind of depressed. I couldn't even enjoy a cup of coffee in the morning. And she's like, have you taken a pregnancy test? So sure enough, I take a pregnancy test that Wednesday, find out I'm pregnant. Ah. And then I this all happened one day before we were supposed to go in for my IVF. Oh my goodness. That's so excellent. <laughs> that's amazing. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Uh, did you... <laughs> I mean, it is a crazy story. <laughs> that is amazing. Isn't it just crazy the way that they say sometimes you just have to take a little relaxation and it happens when you're not really trying when you just relax. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say I was relaxed. Because <laughs> okay. okay, taking a pause. Taking yeah. a pause. I, I wasn't even thinking about that. That's what pregnant. I mean. Okay. So, and it's funny because now when I look back, all, all the symptoms, I mean, I'm an adult and I couldn't even figure out that I was pregnant. Like, 
it just completely like went over my head. I was just thinking about everything else that was going wrong. You know, girl, I did another podcast uh, on my other podcast. I don't get it. And (laughs) we talked to four women who didn't know they were pregnant until they were delivering. So I, I understand how you can go two months, nine months. uh, Still a little bit more of a challenging thought. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we hope that you enjoy watching your the episode tonight, even though you may not be a huge part of it. Where can people check you out? Um, online, Twitter, you're very active there. Tell us your deets. So on Instagram and Twitter, it's just at Ashley Spivey. Um, I also have a book club on Instagram and Facebook, um, and that's just Spivey's Book Club. They're pretty easy to find. That's pretty much everywhere you'll find me. All right. Thanks, Ashley. You're welcome. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross, you'll find huge deals on all the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops, and I mean every style for spring. There's something for the guys, too. With deals on brand name shirts. And you can get outside this spring with savings on outdoor tableware. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about using your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service that you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but so, look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is 
and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening. Because they believe that their product should provide more than just power, they should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely. Available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Moving away from Brad season, our next guest is... Lanice Adams, and you guys may remember watching her a couple weeks ago when they re-aired Alex Michelle's first season of The Bachelor. She was the first kiss of all Bachelor history. (laughs) Hey, Lanice. Hi, Ashley. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Lanise, when you were experiencing that kiss, were you like, this is about to make history? (laughs) I did not think that way at all. Like, it wasn't until the show aired where I was like, oh, my God, because people were like, oh, my gosh, she kissed him. And, like, people kind of, I don't know, people didn't know how to feel about it. Like, they were actually, like, not happy that I so-called kissed on the first date. So it was like, you know, some bad, some good. I liked the kiss, but I got a lot of crap for it. How funny is it that you got crap for kissing on the first date and now people kiss during the first conversation on the show? I know. I mean, you know what? I think people were really just in their bag, like, too much. Like, so what? So I kissed a guy. We were on, like, a romantic gondola thing. Like, why Why give me crap about that? You know, I don't know. Uh, (laughs) You got a lot of you got a lot of backlash. And this is the saddest, most horrible thing for being a black woman dating a white man and kissing him on TV. And this is back in 2002. Um, This effect. This is before the you know, this is before social media. Um, And it was it was harsh for you. So can you tell us how it affected just your your whole being? Because I think I, I think I'm reading this that you like really fell into a depression from it. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean it's like it's been quite some time now. So thankfully 
you know, I feel like I've moved so far past it that it feels like a distant memory. But as I'm talking about it and sharing my story, because most people didn't know, the only people who really knew were my family because they had to take care of me. But um, yeah, I went into a really deep depression. Um, it was like, it was sort of the perfect storm of um, dealing with, you know, instant fame that I wasn't expecting because I think it was like we had 20 million people watching or something. So, you know, but but we didn't expect it. So it was that uh, mixed along with getting crap about kissing on the first date and then finding my picture on a white supremacist website with me kissing Alex um, talking about how that was just terrible and then reading because even though social media wasn't around, we did have blogs mm -hmm. and the girls and I would be on the blogs just to see what was going on. And most stuff was positive, but the negative stuff really got to me. And I just like, I started like having anxiety and I didn't want to leave my house and, um, and then I kind of went into a depression because I just no longer, like, I, I thought I knew who I was. I thought I knew what life was about. I thought I had everything figured out because being from LA, we don't experience what other uh, black people have had to experience outside. So I was just so naive. And yeah, I went through a deep depression. Yeah, you talk about L.A. where you grew up being a melting pot, a mixing bowl, and you're just saying that it, you never experienced racism like that until right. you, you were on The Bachelor on more of a national yeah. platform. How do you how do you feel like the show has a the show has evolved, but also the audience has uh, as they include more people of color into the cast? And now we have our first black lead, Matt James. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know what? I never thought that the show was the problem. Like, I actually adore the producers at The Bachelor, and I had a great time, and they've always sort of taken care of me. Like, I've never thought that the show was the issue. I think that there's just some people um, and that just had, hadn't come to accept interracial dating. I'm glad that society has... Uh, the, the, the shift, it's, there's been a big shift and I'm so happy about that. Um, I do think that, that The Bachelor plays a great role in being able to show um, interracial dating across America and the world because I really think that, you know, the more we all sort of love each other, the better we can enjoy the world. The world's like such a beautiful place. Like, let's not spend our time hating over silly stuff you know completely completely agree i remember when you were on the show a couple of weeks ago doing the interview with chris harrison he didn't ask you the state of your personal life now how you doing wait is it almost 20 years after <laughs> well uh you know how the interview was much longer than what they showed yes. um <laughs> but but yeah, so what am I doing now? Now I'm I'm so happy to be back acting. 
Like that's what I was doing before The Bachelor, but I ended up taking a long break just because you can't really um, do acting if you don't have your stuff together. Mm -hmm. So um, now I'm back acting. Like I hope that your fans of Bachelor Nation checks out my latest short film. It's called Heaven's Revenge. And so I play a woman who gets revenge on a guy for breaking her heart. She gets the ultimate revenge. And that was really fun to play. And people can find that at www.heavensrevenge.com. Amazing. Anything else you'd like to add? Where we can where can we find you, hear more from you? Because you do talk a lot about self-discovery and getting over self-medicating. So if that is something that people are dealing with, and wanting to get better at, where can they reach out to you? Yeah, you can find me on, I'm on my Instagram mostly, um, at Lenise Adams, and then I'm on Facebook at Lenise Adams and Twitter as well. And we're now actually uh, working to do more to talk about mental health and to talk about like what I do to keep my health uh, in check and stuff like that. So there will be more things coming out where I can help people because especially with the quarantine, there's people going through depression right now. So I think it's the perfect time to bring up that subject and try to help get people through. Yeah. It's a great time to work on yourself. Um, with all the extra time I've just been working out and eating better and cooking totally differently than normal. So I feel like if you're going, if you need something to do with your extra time, put it into yes. yourself, put it into bettering yes. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? That's what I learned. I think the biggest lesson that I learned when I went through that uh, depression stage, I think I was using the pain in a bad way. Just letting the pain take me down. What you do is if you feel pain, you feel something uncomfortable, you, you know, try to figure it out, try to maybe read a book, be helpful go for a walk, do some journaling. Like everyone is going to have negative things and it's all about how you react to it. So yeah, we're in this quarantine, work out. Yeah, read some books, you know, find a passion. Like life is all about turning the negatives into a positive. Mm -hmm. Lanise, you are a light and we are very (laughs) thankful that you came on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. And Ashley, so I was doing a little bit of reading up on you before I had this interview. And I just want you to know that your wedding day, August 11th, is my birthday. Ah, great day. (laughs) Well, happy upcoming birthday. And happy upcoming anniversary. Thank you. August 11th (laughs) is a great day. (laughs) It's a great day. It's the best day. Bye, Lenise. Bye, Ashley. Well, that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening to me for the last hour and some. I really appreciate it. Like, I don't know how you guys listen to my voice, um, but you do. And it means a ton to me. And uh, I guess I'll sign off now by saying I've been Ashley. Bye. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. 
It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. So if you've been looking for a love at first sight, it's closer than you think it can be found at your local shelter. So this June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive. Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Super special. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. What keeps baby's skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak Proof skin protection to keep your baby's skin healthy and dry. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. Free and Gentle cleans better without risk of tearing. It's made from 100% plant-based cloth that grips the mess and is five times stronger with free and gentle, mess meets its match. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. 